You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Let there be carnage. Uh, I'm kind of sort of still waiting for that. We're talking about Venom 2. Eric, how the hell are you doing? I don't know how I feel about talking about this one. This is a weird series, you know? It's the series that like I never really asked for, and it it's not like it's disappointing. It just feels... Trashy? No, out of place. Let's talk about that. Like, I think we're going to talk about this part more than the actual movie itself because the story is very simple, like a cartoon TV morning show. That's what this is. It's like this. This didn't feel like it should have been a movie. It should have been a Netflix series. Yeah, trashy. I, I mean, like, I, I guess if you want to say trashy is a bad word, baby. Uh, but I'm. I don't know if I like or I dislike this movie. I know going into this movie, um, this is not really the Venom movie that I want because this is not really Venom in my opinion. This is Venom light. Venom Venom to me is something completely different to where Eddie Brock is driven to madness because of what Venom is doing. And there's a lot of things that happened in the first movie that were dropped lines that they don't even bring up in this movie. Uh, For an example... Uh, in the first movie, with to see Dr. Dan, right? Michelle Williams is a uh, boyfriend mm-hmm. and they do that MRI on Venom. They said, Hey, you got to get this thing off of you. Uh, it's eating your pancreas. It's eating all your organs. And they never bring that back up in the sequel. Like you think that would be something that they would do this movie. What I mean by trash then is that this movie is not bad, but don't go into this movie expecting carnage. Don't go in this movie expecting something great and fun. You're, well, I guess I guess I just contradicted myself. Yes, great and fun is this movie. If you want to go to seriousness, uh, this is not this is not it. I don't, I don't even know if I would say that. You know what it is? It's it's a company that didn't that doesn't know what the hell they're doing. This is a Sony movie that does an association with Marvel, an association with basically I don't know how involved Marvel is. If it's just like an allowing of characters, you know what I mean? In in like kind of taking suggestion of to allow these characters go into the MCU without it being in the MCU, but it's I don't know. You know what I mean? Like this feels like the knockoff brand. You yeah, know? This, this is no pun intended, the redheaded stepchild. Brand. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. It just feels like it's trying to be a part of the of this this hype, this this trend, and it's just like, you know, hey, we're here too. Remember Deadpool member? It's just I I feel like it's just trying a little bit too hard. It, it is charming. Like the characters that are there are, are are there and charming. Like I like Michelle Williams. I like Tom Hardy and his interactions with Venom. The dialogue is just dumb. It's so dumb. It's so like Venom doesn't say that. You know what I mean? Venom right. in this movie is all like, oh gosh darn, gee whiz, you know Eddie Brock, we got to stop doing that. Where in, in the comics he's always just been like, no fuck this guy, I'm gonna eat him. Right. Right, yeah, there was no negotiation with him in the comics. I just, um, God, how to say this? Okay, how about this? So we're around the same age, and possibly the people that are listening to our shows are around the same age as us, too. So my first introduction to Spider-Man, an all-Spider-Man world, was, of course, the classic 1990s Saturday morning cartoon show, right? Sure, the big one. 
the big one. And of course, from that, I learned all the villains. I've learned all about Venom. And I got creeped out by Cletus Cassidy. Carnage. This guy was in a psych ward. Like, this guy was nuts. And then, you know, as I got older, I started to actually read comics. And I remember thinking years ago, this guy is more dark than the Joker. This guy's literally, somebody came up with the idea, hey, let's put Jeffrey Dahmer as a supervillain. I mean, like, that's what I was excited for. So when they said Woody Harrelson is going to be playing Cletus, I'm like, oh, my God, Mickey Mallory, right? Natural Born Killers. Like, that's what I'm expecting to see. And I got Carrot Top. Yeah, again, this entire franchise, I guess we can call it that, has been really watered down. I, with Carnage coming into this in, into it, I wanted to just see... Uh, uh, do you know what I mean? Just like an unhinged mach- machine. You know what I mean? Someone who doesn't reason, who does. There's no sympathy. It's just you see a person, and it's it's an instinct to to kill that person. But oh, this guy has like a conscience. There's dialogue there, and it's just like, come on, like stop, stop with the talking, get with the killing. That's, yeah, that's yeah, what that, your yeah. character is. That's actually what your character is. That is 100 percent what your character is. Introducing uh, Scree- Screecher. Scree- uh, Shriek. Shriek. Scarps. Wow, Screecher, Jordan. Uh, there was no reason for him to have a love interest at all. And there's no reason for him to, uh, Cletus, to uh, to tell Eddie Brock where he hid the bodies. Like, that's not the character. Uh, so I was really disappointed in those choices. Uh, of course, the CG <laughs> looks a little bit better. Uh, You're disappointed in those hard. choices because the... Two weaknesses that they have said for the symbiotes are sound and fire. And right. the first movie, what what was there? They were in some sort of sound frequency. What was it? Near the rocket? Some yeah, it sort was of the thing. rocket, yeah. Yeah, something that emitted a high frequency. And this one, it's what, a church? And so we get the church bell and her. So I wonder what high pitch frequency movie we're going to get for the next one. You know, it's like that's just don't go near places with a bell or, you know. Oh hey, the end of the you know the person's climbing up the the storm uh, siren tower. It's like as Venom is like, hey, I'm probably not gonna go up there, you know. Right, like right. My, my I, one weakness. I don't think I'm gonna you know out of a hundred yards, you know, meter mile radius. That's the one thing, and I'm just not gonna go there, you know. You know this is though. I mean, it's because I went back and listened to our Venom review in 2018, and in that review, I said which I stand by. Oh my God! Woody Harrelson is going to play Carnage because of that end stinger. I hope this happens because that will be amazing, but it will never happen because there's no way that that first Venom movie was good enough to make a sequel, right? So when this was dropped upon us, Eric, I'm like, Oh my God, this is going to be great because Woody Harrelson can phone it in. I mean, this is the kind of actor that this <laughs> movie needs. Yeah, and. I'm ready for it. I'm excited for it. And unfortunately, the only time that I really just was like, yes, jump out of my seat fun is when uh, is when he bit Eddie Brock and then he became carnage and then he had the prison break scene. That was amazing. That was really good. Yeah, there was some really good action in this movie. I, I will give them that. Like They did a good job with it. The, 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 the carnage tornado in, in that prison. Right, where he did that spin move? I would like to see more of the more more of the fancy powers, you know, like um, 
I guess we're getting into it though, because in the comics, like Venom's able to kind of get, gain the powers after he eats, because he eats, you know, a few uh, a few of the bad guys just to kind of get it rid of them, you know, write them off and stuff like that. But when he does, he usually gains their powers. So right. In this one, we already have a web slinging Venom, so he's already got some powers. So he's he's slowly getting there. So I wonder if in the next movie he'll he'll get some some new stuff from uh, after eating Carnage. Well, he's going to be fighting allegedly toxic, so we'll see if that even happens. If there is a third movie, um, yeah, uh, Michelle Williams had no reason to be in this movie at all. Uh, also, Shriek, she had no reason to be in this movie at all. Um, I, 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 what this movie needed to happen, and I've and I've seen a couple of reviews do this, and I'm so sorry to plagiarize from them, but it's true. I actually 100% agree with some of these reviews I've read. What what needed to happen was Eddie Brock somehow captured Cletus and Cletus knew of the symbiote that he had because up until he turned into Carnage, he didn't know Eddie Brock had a symbiote. Right. He had no idea. So that would have made sense, right? Eddie Brock's uh, 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 reputation has been restored. Uh, he, he captures the, un, the uncatchable uh, and then you know, Cletus finds out he's a symbiote, so that's his revenge to get out of prison is to get himself a symbiote so he doesn't get killed on death row. That makes sense. That's clean. I'm not saying that that's great. That's It's tripe, I guess you would say. It's easy. That's clean. That's what this movie needed was something clean, and this movie was far from clean. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, the way that it was done, I actually didn't even mind the way that um, Eddie Brock goes in to interview Cletus and uh, through those words he attacks him and uh, Eddie Brock or Venom attacks Cletus and then that's when Cletus was able to bite like I, I that's fine that's even believable you know just because it's you know it you showed how Eddie and Venom don't get along how they're they're kind of always fighting at ends you know they're like this 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 married couple you know and so for them to do that that it, ma- it made sense um, the love interest did not like you didn't i agree with you 100 no. that you did not need to have that you could have had it to where that like eddie brock was um trying to get back on his feet and he was like trying to write a book about cletus you know or trying to do more investigative uh, uh stuff just on his own and try to find cletus and then he finds you know uh through this interview was able to go search you know uh the, the, the jail cell find the map to where the bodies were hidden you know what i mean like you could have written that so many other different ways but instead, the only reason why Shriek was here was because she could make loud noises, and she was the 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 one that was the the wedge in between uh, Cletus and Carnage. Like that was the that right. was her only thing is that she just played kind of that that part to to get in between it. And he didn't need it. Like you could have um, used it, you know, a couple many other different ways. Because if you have her in there, then don't give me the church bell. You know, right. like you, you don't need to have it as corny as it being in a church bell. It's like, come on. Anyway, you had yeah, so many different options, and you picked the one abandoned building with with a bell in it. Um, well, you know why they did that. I know I exactly. Mean, I know is... exactly why they did. But again, like every part of this script, just seemed like convenient. That it just happened, you know what I mean? Like everything just kind of fell into place, and it moved really fast, and that's why this would have been better off as like a four-episode 
you know, six episode piece on on Netflix or on Disney Plus or, or whatever Sony wants to sell it to. Now, another question that I I I feel like I'm nitpicking, Eric. I, I really am, but a lot of the stuff I have questions for, like some of the choices. What? Why have Tom Hardy dress up as Eddie Murphy in Beverly Hills Cop? Why give him the Detroit Lions jacket? You hating on that? Kind of, because like it made total sense for Eddie Murphy to wear the Detroit Lions jacket. Uh, but Eddie's not from Detroit. No, I don't know why. Uh, What's the reason? Maybe the director, uh, Andy Serkis, is a fan of the Detroit Lions. Who knows? Maybe. but Maybe I mean, Tom like, Hardy just... likes the Detroit Lions. I, I, I don't know why he would be wearing that jacket. Um, other than it being so something for for the for the for the you know the staff to put it in there well, as an Easter egg. This is why I have a problem with it. I mean, yeah. like again, I I know this is why I'm nitpicking, but I was like, is that a Eddie Murphy Detroit Lions jacket? And I'm saying to myself, he didn't wear that in the first movie at all. I owned the first one on Amazon Prime, so I went back and kind of skimmed, you know. Yeah. And he wasn't wearing that jacket at all. And I was like, okay, maybe I should go online and read the plot of the first movie. Maybe it says that he was born and raised in Detroit before moving to San Francisco. Nothing. Nothing in the first movie was Detroit. And he was wearing this jacket like a trophy, like a suit of armor. I mean, like, this was his jacket. This was his costume, if you will. And it bugged me because they didn't give any reason why. And again, for the third time, I know I'm nitpicking. But I just don't understand the choice on why they would do that. Because uh, it makes no sense. Yo, I, I, I get you. I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to, to maybe do a quick look up here on the free press to see if they give you any any excuse reason. for it. Because there was uh, no reason that I found. I I don't see any reason either. Like it just right. It, it's just all hypo- It just guesses. Like, is it he's a fan of the Lions? Is he? Yeah. Who the hell knows? Right. All right. So sorry I, that it, that, that can't, me so that much, can't but... be it. Well, I saw it. I was you know I was like oh that's cool. At least a, another moral victory for the Lions is the representation in a movie. We just keep on getting moral victories this year. I think we're the we're going to the the Super Bowl and we're gonna win. <laughs> Not not the real one, not the one in the NFL. No, the one for, no, no, no. The one for yeah, Boy just, Scouts where we get gold stars for for doing good so things. So the reason why that I'm nitpicking on stuff like – and I'm actually glad you're agreeing with me because I'm like, oh, Eric's going to think I'm crazy. Uh, but the reason why I'm nitpicking is just because what we said so far this movie, and it feels like we're complaining a lot, is that this movie is definitely Saturday morning cartoony. Uh, this is clearly like an episode kind of – movie like this should be like a four-part miniseries uh because it's not done really that well and i'm actually going to blame andy circus on that because i don't think he did the first one and correct i think andy circus is he's really trying hard to get into directing clearly um i don't think directing is his bag um i don't think he knows how to direct people like tom hardy um and i'm just i'm just curious where it's going to go for a third one especially with the end stinger um, is there going to be a third one because of the end stinger? It made money. No, it won, it won the box office. It made money, so we'll we'll, we'll see how it did goes. it win money. It it made money. It, it doubled so it made far. Money? Really? Okay. 
I, yeah. I mean, like maybe maybe this is what the audience wants, Eric. People probably don't know that Venom is supposed to be pretty much a bad guy. The, oh, this is this isn't in, in the anti-hero thing. This is because Deadpool is not supposed to be a good guy either. You know what I mean? So this is this is kind of going off of of that. This anti-hero. Uh, this is people who are able to kind of take that and and make it into. You know what I mean? I didn't. I think DC is doing a lot more. Too did I think they they released a Mobius trailer. Yeah, I don't know why they're doing uh, Mobius because that's a Spider-Man villain again. I would say that I think there's a lot more of these anti-heroes that a lot of these bad guys that people want to see. I don't know. If, is DC doing one? I'm trying to think if no. It's, oh, it's Har- not. It's not. Well, they have Harley Quinn. The Birds of Prey. Yeah, Harley Quinn's not a good, not a good guy. She's she's a bad guy. Like for all you know, for for all purposes of saying you know, uh, identifying side of the coin, she's a bad guy. And but she's, right. you know, like she's the one that they're gonna go with. And the antihero wins. People like the mayhem, and that's why Venom works. At least in this part too. You know what else? What I think it is is that I think it's so simple and, and kind of silly of a. Of a of a script and story that the actors seem like because they're not taking it seriously seem to be having fun. I think everybody is taking it as laughs besides, Oh, what's her face? She plays money penny. The, the screecher girl. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know you're talking about Naomi Harris. Is that it? Naomi Harris. Yeah. She really seems to be, uh, um, yeah. Naomi Harris. She really seems to nope. be taking that role seriously. Nobody told her, hey, this is not an Oscar worthy performance here. This is this is this is this is garbage. Like this is this is fun. This is B movie with a big budget. So when you're in your Hannibal Lecter steel cage, go nuts and crazy. Because everything as an actress that tells you not to do something do it because everybody else is completely off the rocker. Yeah. And she did not get that memo clearly. Yeah. It's it, it, there was banter in this movie. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it just kind of seemed to really shine through even with the shop owner with Mrs. Chen, like there was banter there too. It, it just seemed to work. Uh, again, the story just kind of, kind of didn't, you know, it just the other mistake that they always they always seem to do in these in these types of hero superhero movies is that you are in a densely populated like what are they in? Are they are in Frisco or something like yep. that, and there's nobody ever on the streets. You're telling me that in this area you can just kind of get a parking spot wherever you need to do. You know what I mean? It, it, it's just unrealistic. Also, there are no police until there's every police officer. Right, like, right. There's, there's never also, any cop until until at the end where where there's all of them with the helicopters, tanks, and everything that they all come in. So where the hell were you guys? Are all of you just sitting in the in like where's where are the patrolmen? Yeah, yes, because the only thing that San Francisco in this movie that San Francisco is the random like raves. I guess that's like a thing in San Francisco. It's just like block parties and stuff. And I was like, oh god, is Venom gonna rap? Please don't rap, and he doesn't. Um, so I was happy about that. Now you're going to tell me I'm reaching. You're going to tell me I'm reaching. Probably. I may be wrong, but do you agree that there is 
a homosexual subtext in this in this movie. What? I'm not saying it's a bad thing. What? I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But do no, you no, agree? Uh, where see? Where where would you think even... about this? I apparently you have. No, it's not just me. I didn't get this idea from me. I, I'm dead serious. I got. This are from you are you getting this off of your like of your homophobic uh, uh, text grouping or something like that? Of uh, the boys at work. Tell me where. Where did are you thinking this from? From Venom and Eddie. Yes. No. Yes. That's what I'm getting at. And this is not my opinion uh, that I came up with. This is a reviewer that I read uh, about the movie and about how there's a there's a homosexual um, subtext, uh, especially when uh, Venom is uh, at the rave and he makes a comment. There's a drop line, something about I am I am out of Eddie or something like that. You made like some joke, something about being oh out of Eddie. Oh my God. Just because he used uh, the word out of Eddie. Yeah. Cause he lived inside of him. But, uh, there you go. See, I'm, I'm just, I'm just asking. I thought that was very interesting. Uh, the reviewer was just going on and, and, it, and it wasn't for jokes. Like I think the reviewer was being like sincere, uh, that this is the first gay superhero that's out. Um, and how it's a good thing, and how um, what else? God, what else was the review? It was this interesting article about how this movie is clearly gay, and nobody's talking about it. Just the two male lovers fighting, having marital problems. Uh, Venom's inside of Eddie all the time. Uh, now he's out of Eddie, and he's exploring the world, and blah 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 blah. You don't see that at all in this movie. Like that's just garbage to you. Somebody's reaching. That's what you're seeing. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I. Somebody needed needed to get a click, and they wrote an article about how how weirdly enough a symbiotic blob cellular, you know, like a alien who has no, for the most part, gender or penis, is suddenly gay with Eddie Brock. No, that whoever wrote that needed to click. And wanted to get some outrage going, I I, I think, uh, or maybe they they saw this movie and discovered something about themselves. In which case, good for you, Tom Hardy. You brought some gay out in somebody, and uh, that's a gift that keeps on giving. I'm hoping. So you are a movie fan, right? You love movies. Why not? You do the show, right? I like, I like a few of them, yeah. Right. So you have seen tons of movies in your life. I mean, mm-hmm. We review tons. Mm-hmm. So you're going to sit here and tell me that there is no homosexual undertone with Freddy 2? With Freddy 2? Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. I, if we're going to go there, then are you, I mean, are we going to get Hook involved in this too? How, how Captain well, Hook and Shmi you, are also a couple here too about how that, that's just been... Well, let me let me explain real quick on why Chip I Chip and Dale? You want know, to talk about those two homos? No. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why I think you're wrong. It's because for years, nobody, including the filmmakers of Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, said that it was a gay movie. Nobody, right? They're like, absolutely not. Everybody's crazy, right? Reviewers right. said there's no gay. It's a Freddy Krueger killing the guy. Besides the fact that the actor himself was an out gay character... Uh, the actor himself kept on saying, he's inside of me. Uh, also, the actor, uh, when he would dress up as Freddy, would go to BDS ba- uh, BDSM bars 
And finally, after years and years, the director of the film said, yes, there was a gay subtext, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this is a gay movie. And then, like, the gay community is just, oh, my God, we have a gay horror film. This is great. So anyway, why go on that rant. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because I think we got the same thing here with Let There Be Carnage. I think that there is something there that we are not seeing. And maybe 20 years from now, uh, it will be unlocked. But until then, probably not. No, it, it sounds just, like for Freddy 2, that that thing got J.K. Rowling. And it sounds like you're asking for the same thing for, for Venom, Let There Be, college, or Let there be Carnage. Carnage. Where, okay. where 10, 20 years from now, uh, everyone who forgot about the movie or is moving on to other things. And then suddenly the, the creator, the director, is just like, hey, guess what? Everyone in the movie's gay. And it's just like, we didn't, nobody was even asking. Nobody, we didn't, okay, that's cool. Do you want me to reread it now? As if all these characters were, were just, you know, skipping around and, you know, being okay. gay with each other. I, I didn't, I did not get that in, in this, in this movie. Um, right. I just felt that as, a, as the relationship as a, uh, as a host to uh, his, Unwelcome uh, pest. Um, if I can be frank, too, um, I don't think there's a homosexual uh, subtext in this, especially when you said that Venom is a gabagoo and he doesn't have a penis. So I don't think that there's literal, like, man-on-man -man, uh, stuff going on here. What I'm just saying is that the, uh, the wording, the way they talk, I think that the filmmakers are snickering, and I think they're having a fun time. Uh doing this subtext thing that that's 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 what i'm thinking you no know, I, like, I get it i think they're trying to make venom more likable i think that's what it is is that that's then trying to humanize him rather than him being what he's supposed to be a vicious fucking monster he's supposed to be a killer like right this mother can play this movie i wanted to ask you before we get into our overall review uh for popcorn ratings um uh, i have one letter on why this movie is not great, and that's the letter R. That's what needs to be. This needs to happen. We have two movies now where Venom's like, I need brains, bud. Give me brains, like Little Shop of Horrors. Feed me, mm -hmm. and nothing. I mean, like, he 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 eats, he bites off heads, but there's no violence. Right. And this movie's missing that. It, this, it would be like if Deadpool was PG-13. It was like, okay, I mean, like, the dad jokes are kind of cool, but other than that, I mean, I, I feel like really, Sony's afraid to do it. They're afraid to pull the trigger on on this one and make an R-rated Venom. It's just like, come on, do it. Didn't Deadpool make a billion or something like that? Like, it didn't make a billion, no, but it, it made a lot. Like, it, it was like one of the the highest grossing R-rated, you know, like it, especially for for Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. Like it was. Make make it make Venom is is a bad. If they were to same thing for like the other heroes, like if they were to make Spawn, like a not if that thing was not to, an R-rated movie, I don't want to go see it. You know, I, I really hope that uh, Blade coming up. I hope that's an R-rated movie. Otherwise, I don't think I want to go see it. Like there needs with the Blade movie, I need to see people being cut in half, almost always. That's the character. What are you not going to have Superman fly? I mean, that's the character. Exactly. Yeah. 
So, I mean, to to have Venom be this anti-hero and to be villainous as well needs to happen. But, of course, this isn't Venom. I mean, we can sit here and joke and have fun and, oh, this is this, is this fun. But this isn't Venom. I mean, the only reason why that Venom looks the way he does in the comics was because he was so obsessed with Spider-Man. He wanted to be Spider-Man, so the next thing is Eddie Brock. Because he got attached to Spider-Man with the you know black suit and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But we're not going to go down that road. We're going to go down a different road. And I'm not saying that this road is something I don't want to go down. I'm not hating it. I mean, I mean, like this movie's Deadpool. It's 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 just Deadpool light. Um, does it make it bad? I don't know. Um, I wanted, I wanted Dark Knight. I wanted Carnage. Let there be Carnage. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, I'm still waiting. Again, we we uh, we talked and bitched about Carnage in the beginning here. You have a Jeffrey Dahmer, Ted Gein serial killer. And he has a symbiote. Let him do his thing. And no, all of his killings, once it becomes carnage, it's all for vengeance. It's all revenge. It's not just, hey, there's a random person walking down the street and I'm psycho and I have a symbiote. Let's kill him. Like, that's what needs to happen. But it's even dumber than that because Woody Harrelson, he, he bites Tom Hardy. He gets carnage in him. They make their little agreement um, because he was supposed to be on death row because of Tom Hardy's act, because Eddie Brock's actions. Gets out because he has carnage, creates this you know big breakout scene from the jail. Goes to rescue his his girlfriend from Ravencroft, which is a nice little um, mm-hmm. Marvel kind of you know thing there. But it doesn't matter. Um, fan service, fan service, fan service. Goes to break her out in in more explosions, you know, more action sequences, and then you know, again it looks cool, it looks fun, and everything else like that. But then they go to have a wedding. And it's just yeah. like really a wedding because that's what you a guys wedding. that's what you guys needed, right? Is is to have this finalized after being in, in prison for most of your lives. Is to have a wedding with carnage there. It was it just it was just like, what are you doing? Like, I don't we know. Need, it, they lost the movie after that. We need Mickey Mallory, natural born killers. That's what this was supposed to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's what we needed. We needed Mickey and Mallory doing their stick. And that's what would have made this movie absolutely amazing. Uh, they didn't go that route, but here we are. But does it make it bad? We'll find out. Eric, what is your popcorn rating for Venom, Let There Be Carnage? You know, like, it's tough. Because I, as much as I want to give this a small, there are other things that really redeemed it. One was its very short runtime. That was that was great. You know, I didn't have to sit through. Like it got to everything quickly, and like that's a downside because of the pacing. But it's also it it helped because this movie didn't really, you know, there was nothing more in depth that you needed to know. You know, I don't need to know the origin stories of. of of this and that I would like some more motivation, but even that I don't, I don't really don't need much because you kind of laid it out at the beginning of the movie already. You know what I mean? Like why shriek wants to kill who she wants to kill. Why uh, carnage wants to kill who he wants to kill. You know, it's just like why Cletus was killed. You know what I mean? It, it's been laid out. So you don't need to kind of go over it again, but you're repeating the same things you've already done in the beginning of the movie. Um, so that made it for a weak story. 
But again, everyone seemed like they were having fun with it. Like even even Doctor Dan, like he knew that he wasn't that he was a, a secondary uh, secondary character, and he was still having fun with it. Um, even yeah. as that, it sucked with that he and Michelle Williams just kind of both played the damsels at the end. It's just like kill one of them, Jesus. But right, uh, or or throw some more bodies in there to you know so that we get some casualties. I don't know, man. It's a, it's a forgetful movie, to be honest with you. But it wasn't was the worst. What did I give the the first one? I don't I don't remember. I didn't get that far <laughs> in the episode. Um, I don't know, man. I guess I guess a small like. I I hope that speaks to to you and whoever's listening. That you know, I don't know if I if I <laughs> if I didn't like this movie or not. It it just yeah. Help me out, Jordan. You know what I mean? Like like the the bad right. things weren't weren't enough to for to leave a taste in my mouth to where I was just like, oh, that's you know that's rubbish, and I'm batting away from it. But again, like the things that were good about this movie didn't highlight and make it you know didn't make it stand out either. It was just kind of I don't know mediocre. It was just kind of like it's like a movie, you know, like a standard right. like kind of. Well, movie. I mean, to, well, to kind of help you out, uh, this movie is what I call the Predators effect. You have any idea where I'm going with that? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Go ahead. Right. So for the people that may not know, uh, with Predators, when that movie came out, the third Predator film, you're coming in with a lot of expectations. You got Robert Rodriguez, who arguably, arguably is not a bad director. And you have this great cast of characters and okay here we go and then you leave the movie and you go i mean not what i was expecting but i mean okay that's that was fine so like but and then somebody asked you well was it good and you say i mean like yeah i guess so that's this movie it's the predator's effect it's it's it, it is a mediocre movie it's, it is it is a junk food Sour Patch Kids movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's simple. Uh, it's simple. Uh, I even uh, in our review of No Time to Die, I said I went to go see No Time to Die in a drive-in, but before we saw that, we watched the Adams Family movie, and the Adams Family movie was still going when this movie ended. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So I'm that. like short. Um, so. Clearly, they're just here having fun. It is very hard to say this movie is terrible. It's very hard to say this movie is bad. This movie just did what it needed to do, and it got out. It was the hour and a half person at the party that got drunk, had sex, threw up, and got out. (laughs) And then you're left there saying, well, that was fun, but what the fuck just happened? You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. So that's what that is for me. It just like push push the story along without really doing a whole, or without doing a whole lot of mem- memorable like scenes. Like there was, you know what I mean? Like it's just right, which is sad because he has venom in this movie. He has carnage. Uh, one would argue that's his Joker, right? I mean, like carnage is supposed to be this big, big bad, and you would think that the studio or the creators would have some sort of respect for uh, you know for that kind of a character. 
So that's the way it is on that. Uh, well, also we also did it uh, before we end the show. We didn't talk about the end stinger where this is tying in with the second Spider-Man movie. Is it? Uh, when they saw the TV, right? Multiverse. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Jeez, I didn't even, I didn't even think about that. Where yeah. they saw, where they, where uh, it was the end stinger, where they were watching TV. Uh, Venom and Bro and, and Eddie were watching TV, and then all of a sudden, uh, J. Jonah Jameson comes on and is like, "Everybody, Peter Parker, Spider Man!" And everybody's like, "Oh my God!" And then it's like the ending of Spider Man, uh, Far From Home. Yep. So then it's like, oh, okay. So now, what are they saying? Like, is it like so? Tom Holland, Spider Man, the Avengers, everything is in this universe. Well, yeah, this is supposed to be in the same universe. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Sony's just basically got these characters on loan. So mm-hmm. same with Doc Ock. Like that's, you know, that's a Sony character. Like they they bought the rights to it, so for him and Spider Man and, and for a few other characters, isn't Electro like supposed to be also in the this third Spider Man? So I, we might get a ensemble of Sony oh, yeah. Sony Marvel characters to pop up in the new Spider Man. Right, which I'm not liking this multiverse stuff, but we'll see what happens. Uh, but again, like always, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. You can check us out, like always, on all the social media platforms or wherever you get your podcast from. We are on. And make sure to check us out at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. And we'll be back next Thursday for another awesome episode. Have a good night.